What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terence? Good old humor, man. Good old humor. Good old humor, man. It is is the weekend before Chinese New Year. That's right. Yep. Big weekend coming coming up for the the majority of the population in Singapore. (laughs) The Chinese. No, I've been seeing pictures of of uh, Chinatown in Singapore, and it's it's damn packed, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, don't forget, yeah, this is the first Chinese New Year. Everyone, a lot of people are celebrating, like properly, you know, visiting and doing everything. Uh, probably in a few years, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, correct, correct. In a few years, so so yeah. Uh, I'm sure. The, I mean, I think the CNY decorations are in full force now, mm-hmm. but. So every yeah, year I always ask you what <clears throat> what do you have lined up for for Chinese New Year because it's always the it's always a interesting question to ask non Chinese friends the non Chinese uh. yeah <laughs> I've been learning from that one time many years ago where me and my non Chinese friends all figured that yo we have a brilliant idea let's go to Sentosa on Chinese New Year mm. because it'll be empty because no one else would have thought of that yeah we went there and we saw almost every single non Chinese person in Singapore. Yeah. So, so that happened years ago. We mm. learned from that. Um, this week and this year, someone is super long weekend, lah, right? Mm, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So just yesterday, my wife and I were thinking, like, uh, okay, hey, should we just go somewhere? Then we were looking at Bintan, no, to be honest. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah just exploring that. Uh, Bintan or Desaru, nah, nothing firmed up yet, lah. Uh. But just one of those, like, okay, get away for a bit. Actually, Desaru is a pretty cool place, man. Pretty underrated. Mm mm mm. But I went there to surf be... like uh, years ago. Wouldn't, wouldn't there be a crowd rush as well going to those Probably places? Probably, yeah, because I, I checked like ferry tickets and all sold out already. All sold out. Oh, okay, okay. And try yeah, so if you go there, you're going to see a bunch of Singaporean, <laughs> Singaporean non-Chinese people. Instead of mm. Santosa Beach now, it'll be Desaru Beach. Yeah. You have to go further and further. Yeah. Yeah, man. But I mean, uh, yeah. it's not a bad thing to to just... Uh, I actually kind of like... like um, roaming the streets a bit during Chinese New Year when stuff is all closed. Mm. Uh, mm. For some reason, it really reminds... Uh, I mean, the the last three years, that was COVID, right? Basically. Yeah. Roaming the yeah. streets and everything is closed. But uh, Chinese New Year is that one time a year during a bit more normal times where you get to experience that. Uh. So, appreciate it while, while, you know, during those few days. Uh. And then I think... Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. I think what I used to do was always try and watch a movie during Chinese New Year, right? Because... Uh, you know, movies. What I used to do? What I used to do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So it was a, just a fun experience just to 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 break away from the whole like visiting and, and seeing relatives and all that. Yeah. yeah maybe yeah, maybe yeah. you could try that too. Huh? And finally watch, uh, finally watch Avatar, right? Yeah. Another, oh, yeah, yeah, correct. <laughs> Avatar, Avatar, that's true. Avatar, Circle Line. Circle Line, yeah. Either, either monster circle movie. Line. Yeah. Yeah, man. But yeah. Cool. It's a, uh, it's yeah. a new week. So we have a, a bunch week. of new topics to talk about. But as always, we have yes. something to plug beforehand. And what is that? Yeah. Um, it is that uh, if you've, you've enjoyed this podcast or it has touched you in any way, uh, it would be great if you could introduce it to someone else. Um, and not just check out the podcast. Uh, you can check out our Instagram, our TikTok, our subreddit, our newsletter, all of which are, uh, are growing healthily and we just wanted to grow even more so all the links are in the show notes mm, 
all the links. That's right. Yeah. You shall can find we? us everywhere. Yeah. Yes, we shall. Shall we jump into cool. the first topic? Which is, uh, you know, into- in the spirit of uh, of kinship and giving that is around the corner for Chinese New Year, this is a very interesting topic that has captivated uh, social media in Singapore. And not just Singapore, maybe a little bit outside as well, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a, it's still, it's a still developing story um, that started off on 8th January um, with um, an individual in Singapore, 17-year-old girl, uh, Zoe Gabriel, who uploaded on TikTok a short video of her getting a gift from her dad, which was a Charles and Keith uh, handbag. So I don't think I need to explain what Charles and Keith is. Uh, I think everybody knows, especially after this story. But it's an $80 bag and she was so excited and she termed it uh, her first luxury handbag. So that came out on 8 January. Um, and as comments go on TikTok, uh, there were a lot of people saying, oh, you know, it's so nice. Your dad is so sweet uh, and all that. But there were comments who were also pointing out to her that, hey, Charles and Keith, $80 is not a luxury bag. Mm-hmm. Mm. then somehow it snowballed and um, I think as of now it has 18.5 million views on TikTok mm. Um, mm. and two days later uh, she posted a video kind of like an emotional video reacting to one of the uh, some of the comments she highlighted one comment in particular that said mm. who's going to tell her with mm. a laughing smiley uh, emoji and she talked about how she grew up in in it, with circumstances that where a handbag like that isn't wasn't affordable uh. mm, even mm. buying like bread from bread talk after after they moved to Singapore so mm. that they're from the Philippines and after they moved to Singapore so that also went viral mm. um, 5.9 million views and since then she's been in the news for a number of reasons like, but there's mm. a thing that kicked it off yeah that's right there's a thing and and it came out last week do you do you remember thinking about it as a potential topic for last week's podcast uh, definitely. Um, I think uh, it was uh, especially off the back of her response video to the, mm. the, uh, the slightly snarky comments. Um, mm. But but it felt like it wasn't at a the story wasn't ripe yet. You know, like you don't want to mm. you don't want to eat the you don't want to eat the banana when it's too ripe, right? It's 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 not tasty. But when it's when you just wait a little bit, and now I think it's at a point where it's worth talking about because. Uh, I think a lot of people have seen how viral this girl's uh, post has gone. And you start seeing a lot of people tacking themselves onto this entire campaign and all that. And maybe it's a, mm. that's why I think it's a good time to talk about it. Uh. And you? So just now, just, just now you said you, you don't eat a banana when it's too ripe. You mean unripe? Uh, yeah, when it's unripe. Yeah, when it's too unripe. But oh, too ripe was mm-hmm. also a problem, right? Too right, right, so yeah, it's, it's soft and, and <laughs> soggy and, and, and got, got got bruises all over it. So you don't want to wait until then either. Yeah. Even my dog yeah, rejects becomes... even my dog rejects like those ripe uh, overly ripe bananas. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> you mean when it's like toothpaste like you have to squeeze it out of the banana? Yeah, right? yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. I'll still eat it, I'll still eat it. So no one in my house mm. would eat it, but I'll still eat it. Yeah. Uh, but yes. So what you're saying is last week it was an unripe banana. Now mm. we might be going towards it being too ripe a banana. Mm, we're just at the oh not yet not yet just, just starting the, to see the bruises now. just starting the, 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 bruises, you know, the, the, the bruises. black dots but we're, we're there we're there I think it's, it's a good time now let's do it yeah I mean same for me last year last week it came out it just felt like I mean we have spoken about the toxicity of TikTok comments um, and I mean we've been on every platform and 
TikTok takes, takes it to an, another level. Uh. So when mm. it came out last uh, week, it did feel like, wow, um, it's, just, it's just fucked up. Uh. Here's, here's someone who's just sharing a happy moment in her life. Mm. And she called a bag a uh, luxury uh, bag. And the way people were reacting was just horrible. Uh. But it felt like it, it wasn't contentious. Uh. There was nothing mm. to debate because... Here's a sweet girl post something and then people hate on it. Yeah. But this week, I, yeah, there's more more that developed like yeah, but but yeah. why? No, I was gonna say that I think uh yeah, when watching that video last week as well, uh, you know, people are telling me, Oh, you should check this out. Um and I was like, Yeah, you know, it's another one of those another one of those like uh trying to get sympathy kind of videos. Like I I went in with that mentality. But watching it, I realized, oh actually it's uh it doesn't feel inauthentic. Uh, it sounded quite earnest, you know. She's still very young girl, and 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 still, uh, you know, uh, she made very good points, and she brought her, brought her points up very in a very articulate way, uh, without mm. you know being very um being too abrasive, uh, with the commenter, even though the commenter is probably anonymous and all, right? So I thought, mm. okay, okay, this this uh you know got a good head on her shoulders, seems to. Seems to be brought up well, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I was quite impressed with the whole video. Uh, but yeah, now now it, it, I think the story takes a turn when it's become a, a much larger thing, uh, and and people start uh, sort of uh, projecting their intents and their and their uh, insecurities on this whole story as well, uh, right? And what is this big? I mm. mean, what is the general bigger development that's happened since then? Uh, the bigger development basically it was in the news that um, the Charles and Keith owners mm. actually met Zoe Gabriel for uh, lunch last mm. week. Mm. Uh, they invited her and her dad to their uh, headquarters. They they gave her a bunch of uh, free stuff which she posted about on TikTok. Mm. Um, and since then, there have been a series of posts from Zoe um, that... Uh, uh, showcase people brands who have reached out to her mm-hmm. um, and uh, kind of, you know giving her free stuff and expressing how irritated they were with the negativity of TikTok um, and all that la. and uh, so so I mean the conversation is still going when I was doing research I mean people were even debating what the fuck a luxury bag means like yeah. what defines luxury yeah right so so I mean those were the things that happened and, and you see a bunch of articles and I mean this news actually made the New York Post no this mm. event yeah, uh, yeah, when yeah. it first came out the New York Post is all over the Philippines news she's done a bunch of video interviews and and mm. I mean it's it's great to see her like um uh, uh, like yeah come out of it positively la. Mm, um, mm. but but with all that happened why do you say it took a turn Terrence isn't this just a happy story full of rainbows and sunshine um I mean I wish it, it I wish it would have ended like with you know the video going viral and and people pouring in support, but now we're starting to see uh, a lot of brands stepping forward and and you know all offering her vouchers because of her grace and humility that she displayed, and uh, yeah, pour, you know basically um, pouring sponsorships and and free gifts to her to to sort of I don't know to 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 make up for whatever you know, whatever she was getting from the, the bad comments and all that, to the feelings, mm. the, the bad feelings. So I, I think when when you go from one extreme of someone sort of displaying a lot of, uh, you know, humility and earnestness and, 
and all that. And then suddenly you tack on, suddenly it goes the other 180 degree. It goes 180 degrees and it becomes the target of, uh, you know, ca- a capitalist, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh? What, what, what's the term Players, called? Uh, ben, bandwagoning, uh, right? You know, brands wow. coming forward, offering vouchers and, and, you know, making sure that the name's in the news because of that. Then it starts to feel, it starts, I mean, inevitably you start to question, you know, uh, how exploitative uh, this whole thing is. Like whether it's exploiting her for for her fame or, or basically uh, just shilling stuff by 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 bandwagoning on the heartstrings that, that uh, Zoe was pulling of all the people who viewed the videos and all that, right? So it starts mm. to, to, to me, like, I mean, in my estimation, it starts to, eh, the whole thing just starts to feel a bit insincere, like, right? Mm. Uh, it feels insincere on whose part? On whose part? On everyone's part, like, everyone's part, you know? The, the fact that all the brands are uh, bandwagoning on this thing. And, and, and then, I don't know, yeah, just suddenly this, this, uh, the whole sudden celebrity of it kind of you know I'm also like does it encourage people to 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 do more of what she did as well you know uh, which which I think some some commenters and you know, all anonymously have have come forward and started to question uh, question her story even her background story of her being you know growing up poor and things like that lah, right so mm. yeah that's where it just takes a, a bit of a, a darker darker turn lah, right but for you, mm. it's not a problem. Mm. It's, it's totally fine, is it? Oh, no, no, no. no, no you got this face of a skeptic. You got this face. If you're not watching the video, <laughs> your face got this very disapproving look as I was talking through no, my thoughts. No, no, no. That's my new face of 2023. Mm. Um, yeah, this skepticism and cynicism. Is that, is that, a, married, um, is that a married face? <laughs> that was my vow. That was my vow. The married face. <laughs> yeah, that's right the face after that you I have. said, I do. Mm. Yeah. Right after I said I do, I could feel my face morph. Yeah, I was like, yeah, what yeah. is happening? What the is facial happening? muscles all stiffening yeah. up into this permanent <laughs> skull. Mm, everything that's said, you just got to hold your tongue. You can't just lash out like how you used to and all that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what do you mean how I used to? Oh, hey, hello, hello. Don't the, spread the mercurial, more fake news. The mercurial, uh. the mercurial, mercurial renting like that used to be. Yeah, I'm fucking loving and fucking compassionate, okay? Oh, <laughs> give me this nonsense you nonsense fake news yes but, <laughs> but yes you know well, like yeah so so I mean like uh, I, I think one thing definitely I don't think I'm gonna let in future if I do have kids I'm gonna, I don't think I'm gonna let my kids go on social media till they're 21 or even 25 or maybe even 30 mm-hmm. um, because this mm. whole thing has shared, showed something like I mean okay so I think yeah the brands like okay Charles and Keith reaching out to her I still, I'm like, okay lah. Uh, I think I'm more annoyed with some of the publications, uh, namely, in specifically Straits Times, because mm. even the way they titled the article, Charles and Keith invites viral luxury back TikTok team to meet its founders, tour brands, headquarters. It just feels like, okay, the focus is on Charles and Keith lah, and the, mm. the, the teen is a prop. Mm. Um, exactly, the yeah. other publications, yeah, the other publications like... Um, I think CNA, you know, TikTok teen mocked for her luxury Charles and Keith bag, hopes uh, is invited to the HQ. Uh, uh, and, and yeah, most other publications. Like, so when I see the Straits Times title, I'm like, okay, like, it, it feels very PR, PR-ish. Uh, mm. But even Charles and Keith, they they invite 
I still think, okay, they were the brand in question. I think for them, this is this is great publicity mm. because I don't think they are in the US markets. Mm. Um, so if the New York Post is writing and in the whole spirit of like, you know, cyberbullying and all, mm. oh, they are coming out like, like it's it's great. Mm, mm, mm. I'm more annoyed with the other brands. And if you're listening, uh, you may have noticed that Terrence and I haven't mentioned the other brands. I think for the same reason. Mm. Correct me if I'm wrong, Terrence, because it feels like I don't want to say their names because they're clearly just latching onto it. Mm-hmm. They're clearly just latching onto it and it feels like, uh, okay, like, this is becoming like a uh, a publicity vehicle. Yeah. Um, And I mean, why I say publicity vehicle? Because one of them even posted on their Facebook, you mm. know, we are so irritated and all that. Here's a voucher. Mm. If you want to show a gesture, you... you don't need to do it that... And that post got like 1,200 shares on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. So, right. so it feels like, uh, I mean, okay, I get you're a business, you want to promote, but I don't know, yeah, it, it just feels that. But then then I'm thinking, is it wrong for Zoe to take these offers and post about it? Is it wrong? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you, you're, <clears throat> you're raising from some interesting, quite a number of interesting points. Huh? Like, like yeah, could the brands have chosen to, you know, not be so public about giving them, giving her the vouchers or whatever, right? Um, mm. but then the capitalists will obviously say like, oh, there's a, there's a, um, I mean, there has to be some <clears throat> economic incentive for them to do something like that, like, right? But that's the where, ROI, yeah. yeah, but that's where mm. I'm like, ah, then, then that, that answer itself tells you that, uh, there's merely just exploiting or making use of the girl as like what you said, like a prop, like, right? For their capitalist uh, intentions, like. And I think the point of a lot of what she was saying in her reaction video is don't judge people, don't place a dollar value on on uh, someone's self-esteem or self-worth, uh, right? Based on based on the, the price of the bag that they got. But think about the intentions that her father had when he when he bought her the bag. Think about mm. um, you know, the amount of effort, the, what it means to her, what it meant to her, what it meant to the father, what it meant to their relationship to do that. Uh. So yeah, just brands just jumping forward, offering her free shit and being so like uh, aggressively publicizing it. It just feels like something's out of sync. Like. It's not, it's the antithesis of what she's trying to tell people to do, like, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, it just leaves a strange taste in people's mouths when, when they do things like that. And I'm not, wasn't the biggest fan of, of I'm not the biggest fan of all these people uh, jumping forward and, 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 uh, just sticking their claim, you know, like like planting the flag on 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 this on this on the 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 moon, this huge viral moon that Zoe has created, uh. um, But yeah, mm. it, actually, it's an interesting question, uh. Like like, I mean, even for us as as uh, you know, sort of a semi semi uh, influencer personalities, kind of right. Well, very often we're also offered free stuff, like, right? Whether to, mm. to try or to just, you know, uh, oh, here's some free beer for you or here's some free uh, something for you. You don't you have no obligation to do anything, but yeah, we like your content and here's some free stuff. What Like, generally, what do you think about uh, those kind of arrangements? Uh? Mm. I mean, I think like the ones that don't outwardly, out, outwardly say or like the first time they interact us or DM with us, they're like, hi, uh, can you share this to your followers and all? Uh, mm-hmm. That's the one I'm like, yo, man. Like this, it just feels very, very transactional. 
Mm. Um, as opposed to the brands that we have mm. shared with, with yeah. no like uh, commercial thing or anything, they were just, it seemed very organic. Like uh, mm. there was that beer brand, right? Um, yeah. That, yeah. That just very nicely sent us beers last, last year for Christmas. Mm. No mention, okay, can you post, can you this? It felt yeah. like, yeah, just just something genuine, and then we ended up posting because mm, mm. it's it's on us, lah. You know, um, it's yeah. not so much about the fact that okay, there's this, there's this transaction, lah. There's this yeah. transaction. Yeah. So maybe it's it's not so much Zoe's. Uh, it's not the onus is not so much on Zoe to, to you know, uh, police what is being sent to her, lah. Right, but. Maybe it's yeah. on the brands, lah, right? Because like what you said, lah, like they send us whatever you want, send us free stuff. I mean, that's great. But don't be announcing it to the world as if uh as if it's something that, you know, uh the person already has accepted, lah, right? You know? Yeah. So that's where it leaves a bad taste in my mouth when when uh when companies do marketing like that where they they think that they are, you know. Uh, they think they're doing something good for the person without actually even asking the person is there something that you actually want uh, you know like mm, what, for example mm. like, like like what if, what is have you asked is, is Zoe allergic to anything any ingredient in your food for example right mm. like you but send someone let's say someone has a peanut allergy and then you send them some peanuts or something <laughs> <laughs> some some party mix yeah peanut butter <laughs> like organic peanut butter from a shelf and that doesn't make sense uh. so I yeah I, maybe maybe there needs to be uh, you know, a bit more understanding of how these brands actually engage with the person before they, they so outwardly, oh, we're offering you this thing and all that, now. And maybe she did. Maybe, no, maybe they did. Maybe yeah. they did. They, I, I'll give it to give that to them. But maybe it's just uh about um giving a bit more details of how they're doing it as well. You know, like we reached out. You to, so you're to saying her, the brand, you know? the brand needs to say, but yeah, but then isn't so, that yeah. making it public? Isn't that making it public? Like, that, like that, yeah, you. I mean, they kind of like humble break. Yeah, I, I don't. They definitely will want to make it public, right? To to get some ROI out of it. But I, I think being it a bit more, rather than just oh, you know, your story's great. Here's free shit for you. You know, uh, just just it being so. I, I think that I I think not being so on the nose about it, being a bit more thoughtful about uh, what kind of values are you bring out there? Because I, I you, like I said like you don't want to, perv- um make it a slightly perverse incentive for people to, oh, let me just next time there's any nasty comment on TikTok or whatever, I'm just going to like post some video talking about how humble my background was and things like that just so I can get free shit from people, like, you know? So so I, I, to me, there's some uh, perverting of the incentive for, for, for people to be authentic and share their real experiences and, and thoughts on social media when brands start doing mm. this kind of thing. Like, um, but, but I mean, to, to your point about the, how the brand, for all we know, maybe the brands did engage with her. Maybe it started off in DM. Maybe they were very uh, sincere and it was on her owners to post. La. I mean, mm. there was one mm. example where I saw on their Facebook that they posted mm. and put a voucher there for the whole world to see and it got shared like crazy. La. Yeah. So that one, I'm like, yo, man, it's clearly, I don't, know, don't even know whether you give a shit and whether you're really irritated, but it's clearly for marketing. But let's say they did go down the path of mm. messaging and it was her who posted then that one should be okay, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, especially, I think, I mean, yeah, for her to post also, it would help a lot, right? For us to understand mm. what kind of, uh, what kind of uh, so-called commercial relationship that is. But yeah, that's why it's always, it gets very, tr- every, very tricky every time like brands give uh, free stuff to people. And that's why, 
you know, the in the last decade or so, I think the influencer marketing also has become, um, you know, it's, it's a lot more regulated than it used to be, like, right? Because mm. uh, there's so much uh, perversion of, 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 of like, uh, the, the, the incentives and, and the relationship between the influencer and their followers and the brands and all that. There's not clearly clearly um, uh, explained enough that it, it, mm. it puts it in a very gray area between marketing and, and just sharing information with your followers, uh, which is also very mm. re- related to our to our second story later, but, but I'm jumping the gun a little bit here. But yeah, it's also the whole yeah. thing just, you know, could it have been handled more differently uh, differently from this that wouldn't give, yeah. give this bad taste in people's mouth? I don't know. Like, what do you think? I mean, because the thing is, you know what you're saying, it, it would be good for her to also talk about the relationship with the client, but but I mean, the, the brand. La. But we haven't done that in the past for somewhere they seem earnest enough to send it to us. Um, right, so mm. so if people demand us to say, hey, what is the nature of this transaction? I'll be like, yo, man, um, that that doesn't take away anything from the fact that uh, we are suggesting this. Or maybe, maybe what, it seems more genuine when there's no commercials involved. But I don't think it's on the on the. It should be on us to declare that. So same way, I think it shouldn't be on her to kind of talk about how it came to be. So it should be or shouldn't be on her. I say, I say, it shouldn't be on her. Shouldn't be if on she her. wants to post. Yeah. yeah, but that's why I go back to my first point. I'm going to not let any of my hypothetical kids on social media till they're older. Because at this point, mm. I mean, she's seventeen. Mm. As mature as someone can be when you're seventeen, I think being overloaded with stuff like um. And social media is also like what you said, it's a very grey area and mm. I don't know, there's a there's a certain level of slime slime there. Mm, so yeah. if she's going down the, the the spiral of like okay, any brand that comes, you know, like the I hope that's not the case. I hope that's not the case. Yeah. But I don't know, man, like she went from four hundred followers on TikTok on seventh mm. January to hundred and seventy four thousand followers now. Wow. Uh, so uh, that's like her the inbox is probably it's it's crazy and like and it's not for for bad reason or anything you know yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. where the brands are going to keep coming um mm-hmm. and i mean i mean she she just updated her instagram with a with a with a handle of her art as well so mm-hmm. i hope i hope this has, doesn't result in most like i don't know like um negative repercussions for her because if she can if she can milk it for what is worth now and turn it into something great and sure yeah, yeah. So yeah, so so that's why for me it's less of of her. It's more the brand jumping. But then it becomes a thing like, isn't this gonna be inevitable? Someone blows up. Someone has so much following on on values that are generally upheld by society, like you know, humility, mm-hmm. honesty, and all that. Maybe yeah. it's, it's it's unavoidable, man. Yeah, and um, you know, yeah, you know, we talk about this. Uh, I know we're a comedy podcast. I mean, we we try to talk things that are a bit funny and all that lah. but uh, it is very true that in the past week or so uh, I've been quite heavy hearted uh, thinking about how to talk about this lah, you know so uh, I, you know in the past week we got the really really tragic news that Victoria Lee the MMA fighter 18 mm. year old MMA fighter uh, passed away lah, you know and mm. she's part mm. of the one championship fighting she's a very huge potential up and coming and she's a uh, you know in the in the royalty of MMA like the Lee family right Angela Lee Christian mm. Lee uh, really really successful champions in one championship um, 
uh, fighting, like, right? As fighters, right? And and she passed away. Uh, I think it's like right right there in December. And I think yeah. um, we have a bit more than than most people to to actually talk about this because we literally interviewed her on a podcast before, like, right? Uh, mm. At one time before her debut fight for one championship, we actually spoke to her for about half an hour, I think, on the phone mm. while she was yeah. uh, in between her school and, and her, her training sessions and all. Um, and uh, you know, we it's it's. Uh, I think some people, even our subreddit, have also asked, like, how come we haven't addressed this issue, even though yeah, we spoke to her and all that, like, right? Because mm. um, and for me, I don't know about you. Maybe you can sound off later, but but for me, the the truth is, I I was when I got the news, we were sharing it with our group. We were like what the fuck, you know, like, this is crazy. I can't believe this. It's so tragic. And and she was such a, I remember when we spoke to her, it was so, felt so earnest, right? When we were talking, like we really mm. were talking to some, a very, very young, uh, bright eyed uh, prospect in, 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 not just in mixed martial arts, but in life as well. Like she had a whole life mm. ahead of her. And, and it was a, such a, I think it would have been such a great journey for her. Right. Um, so, you know, like like we don't know the exact circumstances of, of what happened to her, and and her and the circumstances around what happened, her death and all that, right? But uh, it did make me ask: Did you know? Did the pressure of of of, of being in the spotlight, you know, get to her in some way? And mm. um, it, that makes me wonder. You know, like all of us, even us, right? Even that half small half hour interview we did for, you know, our you know, semi semi uh popular podcast in Singapore. Mm. Did mm. that was that an added stressor to to her, like, you know? Could it could it have been one of the added stressors in her life as well, like, right? Making all these media mm. appearances, making all these interviews. Imagine just like on your way between school and training you have to do these kind of interviews. So you know, it made me ask, are we complicit in in, in uh you know adding adding stress to to a young young adults' life and things like that. So that's why I was so, yeah, I, I didn't know how to approach the topic and to talk about it. And and I didn't want to just like, oh, you know, uh, in memory of, of Victoria Lee and, and just just talk about it in such a such a throwaway kind of fashion. That's why, but that's where it makes me wonder a lot about our roles, you know, you know, our roles in the media and how how we shape how people think about themselves and, and, and all and uh, to bring it to this topic, it makes me also worry, like yeah, like what you said. She's this Zoe is only seventeen years old, and suddenly she's been thrust into this international spotlight, and a lot of things have been thrown at her, and 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 you know whether it's uh, free things or free gifts and all these things, and how she handles it is a is a very crucial step, like, right? Because mm. you can't you can't stop her from from this wave uh, that is happening on social media. You can't stop her from this wave of companies trying to talk to her and everything. Um, but how she deals with it, how her family helps her deal with it is very crucial. Uh, and it could have mm. a very uh, lasting impact on 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 the rest of her life. Uh, mm. Yeah. So so it may, I, I, that, that's why maybe, that's why I, I looked at this topic. I was like, yeah, it's, it is, um, it's not easy it's, it seems on the surface, oh, it's a great thing, like, you know, a young person gets a lot of fame and then gets a lot of free stuff and come, why is it a bad thing or, you know, are you all just being wet blankets or sour grapes or whatever? But it, 
I think about it in the sense of how this will affect her life as well. Like, and and mm. uh, yeah, I mean, I still, I'm still processing my thoughts about Victoria Lee's passing and, and, and I'm really, really sad about it. But uh, yeah, that, that's, that's just something that, that came in my mind uh, that when I was reading about this topic and researching about it as well. Like. How about you? What do you, mm. what, what do you think? Uh? Um, I mean, for me, the, the Victoria Lee passing, I remember hearing the news and I also was like, what? It almost felt a bit surreal. Like, mm, um, mm. cause yeah, we, we did speak to this person and mm. yeah, like I, I, I always wondered even back then, like, what? Th- th- that family is like, um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's very, it's a very unique setup. Lah. Like the mm. dad is their coach. Mm-hmm. Um, they have two champion siblings already. Um, and her. So when it happened, it felt like, oh my God, like, um, my first thought was like, oh, the stress and pressure. Of course, there's not enough details, but why I also felt like, oh, should we talk about it? Should it? Should we bring it up? For me, it was like, first of all, I didn't know how to talk about it. And mm. second of all, I don't know, I felt like um, if we bring it up, is it just kind of like, uh, you know, like in some way asking people, hey, go listen to that podcast. Um, and and I'm generally not good with these kind of things. Uh, like um, mm, mm. how, yeah, is it is it, us pushing the podcast or is it us getting people to relive or remember her? So yeah, so that's why I was like, uh, yeah. Uh, and because the news also was still, there was not much detail so I didn't want to speculate. So so that was my my reservation. Um, and yeah, I also did see the comments on Reddit about people yeah. asking. So so I don't know, maybe maybe if someone out there or maybe even if you have an answer for that, like in some way I can... I can imagine it being like, okay, here's remembering who she was like, and if that mm, mm, mm. that thirty minutes gives an insight into who she was, that can be a good thing, mm, you know, for people yeah. who just read the articles and read the titles and want to have understand her with a bit more depth, like. Um yeah. The the thing about what you said about whether we are complicit, I don't know, man. Then I feel like then you are complicit for anything that that that. I mean, there's so many things, you know. Like, um, mm. I think at that point we were not trying to be malicious or something. It's just an unfortunate circumstance like but on mm. that note i do feel that with this story with this uh, person zoe gabriel for all we know she might be the most mature person ever and she might be dealing mm. with this well but for me i remember when we entered youtube and at 30 when i thought oh you know i kind of know who i am reading the shit comments online i did feel like oh fuck this is this is not mm. nice to read like but even then it didn't affect me like as much as it would have when I was younger, no matter mm. how strong you think you are and all. Yeah. So in this case, given that, uh, I mean, you know, like when, when you hear uh, someone who is surrounded by people who have maybe a bit more media experience, they kind of mm. can help you navigate. For Zoe, I don't know about her family, but it feels like, well, I hope she has good people around her because yeah. Yeah. it could be very disorienting. La, disorienting mm. with mm. head that much growth so fast international news so I just I just hope like she has good people around her and yeah. it comes out good for her la. yeah 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 yeah. I hope so yeah. too it's a tough one yeah, yeah. and yeah. all those brands right mm. if you want to just fucking post on Instagram all the good things you're doing just if you really want to help just mm. just just if that happens organically through her sure but don't post on Facebook that you're giving this voucher and all that shit la. Mm. Fucking annoying. Yeah. <sighs> it's a tough one. Yeah. 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 But I mean, we didn't even talk about the whole luxury debate. Eh? But I guess that one is more like, uh, whatever, whole, like yeah, people whole, debating it. Eh? It's a whole other debate. Eh? 
but enough yeah. people debating. Yeah. But yes. That's mm, uh, interesting. That's thing, interesting. Yeah. So interesting. And of course, on Reddit there are a lot of conversations, but if you have any thoughts, just head on over to our our subreddit. Mm-hmm. That's right. But yes. Cool um, man. I mean you go from that story to also another mm. story about uh you know someone uh channeling online fame into 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 stuff outside like, that 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 leads to positive uh positive uh positive things outside although in this case it's not so positive and uh mm. what is this story harish the the kerfuffle that's been going on around logan paul the, the infamous only. influencer the yeah. one and only logan paul um the guy who started on vine years ago and then became a youtuber and now he's a nft creator he's a boxer He's a mm. he's a podcaster. He is what he calls himself an entertainer, a multi hyphenate. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the the controversy is because uh, in 2021, in at the cusp of the NFT bubble, uh, he launched mm. his own crypto project called Crypto Zoo. Yeah. Um. And I mean, he's got like fucking like 20, 30 million followers across all platforms. So when he mm. launches something, it gets traction. Um. Mm. So in 2021 he kept labeling it as a as a fun game that makes you money um but mm-hmm. after like a year after getting a shit tons of um, money people uh, buying into the game it just went when when dark la. yeah and but when you say buying the game that, you mean you when you say buying the game you mean buying to the NFTs that will allow them to play the game la, right oh yeah 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 Correct, yeah, right. yeah, so yeah. basically, the game, at, uh, which was the general mechanic of NFT games, or a lot of mm. NFT games at that point, there were 10,000 base eggs that you get, mm-hmm. which were made available for purchase on September 1st, 2021. Um, and then the a month later, the eggs will hatch uh, into animal NFTs. So you don't know what sort of animal your egg will hatch into. And mm. uh, uh, and there, it would yield a certain number of zoo dollars every day, like, which was an in-game mm. currency. So... Mm. Uh, then two animal NFTs could be bred into hybrids and apparently Logan Paul was investing a lot of money into building the tech um, mm. and, and all that. Like. So so people bought in, you know, they they put in a lot of money into this. I think mm. certain cases like uh, people put in like a few hundred thousand. Um, mm, mm. On the launch day itself, Logan Paul made $2.5 million because uh, mm. each egg was $300 each. So you can imagine how many people, how many people kind of like uh, bought into it la. and I think since since the egg started hatching and all people were like what the fuck is this like the images were were shit and mm-hmm. some people couldn't claim the zoo dollar yields that the NFTs were promising yeah. and slowly over time it kind of like kind of died la. Mm-hmm. Um, then yeah, listen, he stopped talking about it he stopped talking about it yeah. on all his uh, social media his podcast or, or even the discord server about it la, right yeah. So so the the controversy started unraveling in June last year, uh, when Logan Paul provided an update on CryptoZoo because yeah, a lot of people were asking on, on the Discord server, on his social media, mm. and then he said uh, there was a slew of shady characters within the crypto industry. Um his its lead developer uh took the code and fled to Switzerland and held it hostage for one million. And then that developer uh posted on LinkedIn that um, his development team was owed over one million, uh, yeah. and they quit because paid, Logan right? Paul didn't pay. Yeah, yeah, so it was a whole 
bunch of shit and all that. And then more recently, uh, there's this YouTuber called CoffeeZilla mm, who mm. is in the business of creating like um, deep dives into shady crypto shit. La. Like all mm. the stuff that has been going on around crypto. He actually dissects it and he released a three episode uh, video series on Logan Paul, which basically mm. called, called him out for his bullshit. La. Did, you see yeah. the, did you see those videos? I've seen the first one, yes. I've not the finished all three, quite, but I've seen the first one. Yeah, it's quite accusatory, lah, right? He doesn't hold back. Yeah, doesn't hold back, but at the same time he at least he he gets he seems to be, you know, really trying to get uh official comments, getting uh you know, checking on his sources and things like that. So so it is a, a good piece of uh I don't know, investigative YouTubing, if, if you can call it that. Mm, investigative yeah. YouTubing, investigative YouTubing. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. uh a, f- a few days later, uh, Logan Paul on his own podcast, Impulsive. Um, mm. released a, a video where he said he was just disgusted by CoffeeZilla's uh, uh, accusations and he's going to sue mm. him and he debunked all his his myths la, and then he got corn and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So I remember seeing part of that. I was like, wow, more Logan Paul drama. At that point in time, I was like, ah, fuck, la, fuck this. I, I, I don't want to care anymore. Mm. But, but what happened since then? Uh, I think Logan Paul has since uh, actually backtracked on, on his statements, mm. right? Uh, mm-hmm. And then has actually said that he has apologized to CoffeeZilla. He's not pursuing any legal action against him and he apologized for what he said in the in the video that was, uh, you know, calling him a criminal and then accusing him of, uh, of fake news and things like that. Uh, and he said that he wants to make good on, you know, on... on for all the crypto zoo investors as well. Uh. And, you know, he, he you know, not only has done that, he's also come out with a three-step plan that he that he is uh, doing to address the issue. I think, uh, what, I mean, you can, you can watch the video and see, but it also involves him saying that he's going to commit $1.3 million of his own money to to making good on, on everything that's going on here. Uh, mm. And that he will be pursuing legal action against... Uh, you know the the parties involved, who the, you know the so called shady parties involved that that maybe have um, made people feel like it's a scam, la. So it's a complete mm. hundred eighty degree turn from whatever it was in the in the so called reaction video that he did to Coffeezilla, and uh, mm. yeah, it really it really I guess it, in some good way, Coffeezilla's work has really you know um, forced Logan Paul to face the music. And uh, take accountability, take responsibility for and accountability for um, the whole crypto zoo fiasco, la. Yeah. Mm. So, so, so then it's, why did uh, you wanna? Why did I wanna what? what? Why no, did I wanna what? Finish your thought. No, I I just was gonna say like, wow, you know, it's uh, as I was just doing all the research for this, I was just like, uh, missing those days when Logan Paul was uh just a content creator on YouTube, right? Primarily. And his scandals that were that were on the internet and all were much um much simpler, la, much simpler to to dissect and to go through. Like you wouldn't need to understand the whole the whole economics behind uh NFT projects and and, and, and cryptocurrency and all that in order to talk about Logan Paul, a Logan Paul scandal or Logan Paul fiasco. Back then it was just yeah. about, you know, very distasteful, very offensive videos that he put out about, you know, visiting the suicide forest and and have kept capturing uh you know an actual 
uh, dead body on camera and things like that, lah, right? Or, or being or just being obnoxious as he was traveling through Japan. Lah. I don't know if you remember that that time. Yeah, so, yeah, of course. Yeah, those days were those were simpler days, lah, right? <laughs> when the scandals yeah. were also simpler and not so not so complex. Now they're a bit more complex. You gotta read up, you gotta understand what's going on, you gotta watch 24 minute uh videos about, you know, breaking down the scandals. Yeah, it's, it's, it requires a lot more brain work to be to 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 get offended these days. Uh. <laughs> mm. But then so then why do you want to talk about this? Why? No, I think it's a it's a matter of public interest, right? Because I think Logan Paul, like you mentioned, he's uh, got a huge following. Um this is in the realm of uh cryptocurrency, which we all know has has had very uh big ups and very, very huge downs more recently. And a lot mm. of people losing money in the process. But I think uh this one is you know, the, the bigger question is like like uh is this a scam? Or is this a scam that people have bought into and, and and is there uh just talking about how Logan Paul uh has he, you know, managed to sort of win back people who who call him a scammer by by his most recent admission and most recent apology video and all. Because, uh, yeah, yeah I, I think it's a it's something worth thinking about because a lot of people, you know, this day and age are, are thinking about what kind of investments they can put their money in in order to, to, to uh, you know, uh, prepare for the big recession and everything that's coming, right? So, so that's why mm-hmm. something like Logan Paul, just understanding how people got to this point of investing hundreds of thousands of dollars in an influencer's uh, NFT game and, and, and if there's anything that they could have done to stop it, lah. Uh, and this is not like you, hundreds of yeah yeah, and this is not hundreds of thousands of dollars in totality. You no, know? it's like individuals invested that much. Yeah, individuals, individuals yeah. invested that much. Um, yeah, I mean, because there's some me, there's also some yeah. talk that yeah, what people are saying that uh yeah I mean this is the nature of investing right in in NFT, NFTs and cryptocurrency. There's a there's mm. a there's a risk to it and and. You know, it might just end up being a you know complete vaporware, and that's that's what you get with with cryptocurrency, la. So, should we yeah. feel any sympathy for these for these so called victims? Yeah, that's a big question. Huh? Um, I mean, I think this this whole Logan Paul off the bat thing, like, uh, like I, I I appreciate that there are channels like Coffeezilla out there to kind of call bullshit on things that would otherwise just um just fade into anonymity, la. Because mm. I remember seeing that NFT project being launched and back then I already kind of had like my own thoughts about Logan Paul in the sense that yeah, like he's he's very talented. He is mm. he's quite a business guy. But there's just a that you know in a previous story I said social media has this layer of slime. Mm. Um mm. I feel there's there's that to him. Uh mm. he's definitely built up a following. But with this crypto thing, it was at the height of the whole NFT craze. Like. So, mm-hmm. do I feel sympathy for the people who invested? Uh, I would say I do. Uh, but mm. also, like, wow, the NFT thing, even back then, there was really cautionary tales. Like, like okay, this this thing, like, just just don't invest money that you cannot lose. Mm. Right? So, when this whole yeah. shit happened, why I wanted to talk about it a bit more this time was, I remember seeing the clip of Logan Paul last week on his podcast, very full of conviction that Coffeezilla is, is a criminal and, and, and all that. Like, then now suddenly the about turn which makes mm. this whole thing feel like, what the fuck is going on? Because now, mm. you know that apology video, it, it feels similar to the video he made after the um, incident in Japan. Mm. Mm. You know, mm. that kind of yes. like, uh, like, well, what to make of this? I mean, he has since recovered from that. Mm. Uh, 
he has, yeah, he's he's long. He's thrived, man. I've seen more than recovered. He's thrived, thrived yeah. since then, yeah. Yeah, and in this case, I don't know, it feels like probably in the crypto space, I don't know, like shady shit in the crypto space is almost the norm that when I saw this, I'm like, yeah, of course it's a fucking pump and dump. Mm, it's a, it's yeah. a pump and dump. So even this three-step plan, I mean, if I had money invested in it, of course I'll be hoping something comes out of it, but yeah. I wouldn't take, I would think that, that yeah, shit can go wrong again. La. Yeah. Because, yeah, I think you raised a point la, that, that Logan Paul, basically for the last 10 years or how many years he's been on, on social media, has basically thrived on controversy, la, right? He's ridden mm. one wave of controversy, you know, to the to the next la, and all. La. So even this whole flip-flop of responses from, from you know, calling Coffeezilla a criminal, then suddenly flipping 180 to, you know, saying that, oh, I apologize and all these things. I mean, it's created more news about him, la, right? As opposed to if he just yeah. straight away said, oh yeah, Coffeezilla was right, I've, I'm going to try and write this and all that. He just created more news for himself by reacting angrily first to Coffeezilla's uh, videos. And then after that, turning around and saying, oh, actually, he was, he's right, la, you know? Like everything, a lot of things he's saying is, is true and, and things like that. La. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, just Logan Paul is just so good at this, la, right? I mean, he's literally become you know uh from from just making short vine clips he became a youtuber influencer and and you know built up successful businesses then became uh you know a boxer who boxed one of the greatest boxers of all time uh and also then became a wwe superstar as well so yeah he's really just ridden one one thing after another and and to me it just feels like this one, it's, it's, you know, there's a lot of announcements and things that he's promising, but that's the same thing that he promised when he first launched uh, the NFT project as well, right? You know, that uh, he literally said that they had spent like a million dollars or something like that to, 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 to build it up. And, and some of the things that they were doing was, was quite laughable. Like, the, the, you see the pictures of the so called hybrid animals that you could breed in Crypto Zoo. Uh, literally, apparently, people found out later they're literally just like stock images. Um, mesh together to, with, right. with face swaps like, basically you face swap a, a gorilla and a, and a fish or something like that and then that's the <laughs> that's the hybrid animal that you can breed so it wasn't like like what he promised like hand uh, you know hand created art artwork because like. at least if you create some if you're paying artists to create art you know of, of hybrid animals I think that could be pretty uh, it could be pretty interesting like. I think we've seen a lot of uh, NFT projects where it's about, you know, it's really about the the artwork that's being created as well, right? And obviously, yes, mm. there's the whole hype of, uh, of uh, NFTs and cryptocurrency that was around that. But uh, at the base level, there were people literally there creating the artwork, right? Um, so mm. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't straight out just say, oh, you know, this crypto zoo is, is, uh, you know, the idea is crap, is without merits, but uh yeah, it was just laughable. Uh, some of the attempts that they made at, at, at creating these assets for the for the project. So, yeah, that's why I guess everyone just has this. Um, I, I mean, they're lumping together Logan Paul's entire history of being a of being a controversial uh content creator who who does things for the clicks and the money, like, Right? They're lumping all that yeah. together with this whatever the cryptocurrency, uh, crypto zoo project is, and uh, at this point there, uh, and then. It seems like um, I don't think the internet or even the, the commentators like uh, or YouTubers like Coffeezilla will just let it die quietly, lah. You know, they're not just gonna let it go away. 
So Logan Paul actually probably has to face the music and and, and really try and resolve this properly. Like if not, it'll just keep coming up and, and, and the last thing that you want is that people remember you only as a scammer and not for all the other things that you've done. But then, I think, like, uh, I don't know whether he even feels the need to redeem himself, though. Uh, mm. And I say that because he's been through so many controversies. Probably this one is like, mm. okay, it's just another thing to deal with. You go to mm. his Twitter profile, he was tweeting stuff yesterday, you know, watching his buddy KSI in a boxing game. And mm. and it just feels like, um, yeah, like he's, it's just, it's just, it's not uh, like a huge weight on him. Mm. Uh, mm. You know, like when, when Messi won the World Cup, Cristiano Ronaldo goes silent. That one, you know, you know he's feeling it. You mm. know he's feeling it. This one, it feels like, yeah, it's business as usual for Logan Paul. Um, some yeah. of his other tweets, which Coffeezilla pointed out also, is like, I think Logan Paul uh, pasted screenshots of his email to Coffeezilla inviting him onto their Impulsive podcast where mm. Coffeezilla mm. didn't reply. But then Coffeezilla posted that he, what Logan Paul didn't include was that Coffeezilla invited him on his show first. But Logan Paul mm. didn't do that. Mm. So it's all I these see. kind of tactics, right? Like yeah. Logan Paul, he understands this. Uh, yeah. And I think it is nothing big for him because this is just a speck in the ocean of Logan Paul, unfortunately. Yeah, that's very true. So but, uh, yeah, so I think I think it's just business as usual for him. But business yeah, I mean, uh, as usual. The the interesting thing is that when in the Coffeezilla video, if you watch it, right, uh, a lot of the investors, so called uh, crypto zoo investors, like right, they mentioned that um, because Logan Paul was behind the project and all, that's what made them trust. That, that you know something would happen with the project la. and that's why they mm. pumped in so much money into it la. and you t- look at these people they're not like you know young kids or, or fans you know fans from his YouTube days or anything like that they, they they look like older people uh, you know mm. older people who maybe you know have a quite a bit of cash to actually spend on these things la, right yeah. so does this surprise you that 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 you know there are people properly functioning mature adults who are investing for Logan Paul's name in 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 half baked projects like CryptoZoo? No lah. I mean, you look at fucking the past year, all these things, FTX, F, don't know whatever shit projects. There will always be people who are conned, and sometimes it almost feels the more famous the person, the more hyped up the the project or the product, the easier it is to con people. Hmm. Mm. Even if, yeah. even like with Ryan Ryan Tan right from NOC, he also had some pump and dump scheme that he got called out for. But again, that's just a a speck in the in his life where he just moved mm. on. Um, uh, to and, to be and, fair, we we we're not hundred percent sure of what his involvement entirely was, like, but he definitely did did uh do a shout out or show show for that company, like, Right? There was yeah, there was yeah, yeah. selling correct, those correct. coins and also uh yeah it's it's. It's yeah, one of those things where they do it and then they just sort of just move on, like right? And then yeah, yeah, um, exactly, exactly. What they hope for is that people forget about it, don't think about it. And yeah, that's why, yeah, the the internet then I think the internet is such an interesting place, uh and um where, you know, the our our normal um understanding of how law and how uh you know whether it's uh, business norms are, they don't apply to the internet. Like, a lot of the things on the internet. Um, I don't. I don't just mean in cryptocurrency, the cryptocurrency world, uh, but just like you know, what we understand to be you know law and order in the the normal world that we live in on the internet is just so different. No? So it's like yeah, man. Wow, it's it's for me. It's like uh, you know, I I see those investors and I'm like, uh, well, 
shame on you that you you believed in Logan Paul, right? But at the same time, mm. uh, there was so much froth going on in the in the NFT world that hey, if someone like Logan Paul with all his followers and all that puts his name behind something, it must it it might be it's better than the hundred hundred over thousand other more scammy NFT projects that are out there, lah, right? At the point of time, yeah. So you would even think that that's a it was probably a better financial decision than putting putting your money in some other mm. random NFT project, lah. Yeah, that's why. That's why, like, yeah. That's why I'm like, you know, it could have been. Yeah, wouldn't just don't don't look at those people as idiots or anything, like It could have been any one of us as well, like, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and like, if we were to do like a like a live show or something like we did last year, and you know, when when it sold out, and um, I can imagine because people trust us, lah. You know, mm-hmm. um, and there probably are people who trust Logan Paul. Uh, mm. So, yeah, it just feels like what you said, like, like you would think that, wow, Logan Paul can't fuck up that badly because he's such a big public yeah. figure. But no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. He's totally fine if he does. Yeah. Totally fine. But yeah. Ah, have you watched yo. the full, have you watched the full CoffeeZilla series? Not yet, but I skimmed through and I read through the, like, the summaries and all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, just, I think it's a, I've watched his other videos on other topics and they're all pretty good, like, right? So, uh yeah, this that's the kind of thing that that only you will only find these kind of uh pieces on YouTube. You will never yeah, find yeah, it in yeah. any other form of media where 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 someone, uh you know, a journalist makes goes takes the extra effort to to you know check the sources and report on something, uh but mm. then also make something entertaining out of it like. That's why I still I still you know spend so much time watching YouTube because of of creators like Coffeezilla. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say about it. I think I think it's just something that we should all keep in mind that Logan Paul has this three-step plan and <laughs> just, you know, just just keep that at the back of your mind as you think, see things, whether whether they unfold properly or fuck up once again. Yeah. I, right. I, I have very little hope that it will unfold yeah. properly. Yeah, like you said, the slime on social media. The slime, the slime. Yeah. Yeah, but yes, but is speaking it of more yeah. positive things, uh, right? Less slimy, la, less slimy. Yeah, how about one shot comment? Yeah. What's your one shot comment? One shot comment. Yeah, one shot comment. Why don't you go first, Terence? Sure. Uh, it's a uh, someone posted a poll about asking, <laughs> "Does Her- Terence listen to Harish when he's sharing his one short thing and one shot comment?" So yeah. there's you know there's all those options. Yes, Terence pays attention. <laughs> no, Terence couldn't care less. So I think this yeah. is in response to me uh doing a boo boo and sort of repeating a one shot comment that Harish <laughs> did la. Even though yeah. I think you know my my assessment of the shot comment was much more heartfelt than Harish's la, But that's hey, another shut the fuck up another la, okay? nonsense. nonsense. But, did you even uh, listen to what I said about a comment? I no, did, because did. you yeah, were yeah, not I listening. Did. I did. Yeah, it's just nonsense. that I, my memory is not great these days lah. But I mean, yeah, of course, uh, one of, of the comments to that particular post was by a thoughtful name um, saying, with the exception of that episode, I think most of the time <laughs> it's the other way around. Harish not listening to Terence. Ha ha ha. And to be fair, the post should be expanded to include the options Harish not listening to Terence and they don't listen to each other. Which I <laughs> totally, totally 100% agree with. Lah. You know, like, uh, yo, yo. this is like, this is like, the truth. This is real. This is the the real no, truth, uh, compared to the sense, fake news of, of everything else. Uh. That <laughs> that is all allegations. There is no evidence to prove that I do not listen. Whereas for you, my friend, there is very mm. clear evidence documented in a podcast that will be online forever. So until mm. that happens, right? 
please, somebody start the poll. I'm very confident <laughs> of the results. No, no, the poll is there I already. Mean, the poll is there. So, so no, yeah, as in the can, new poll with the new options. Oh, new poll. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Should, we, should we... No, there's still two days and one hour left in the poll. Um, mm, mm. I won't reveal the finish. results yet. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, but please, please go ahead and leave your thoughts. Right now, yes, there's only those two, those two answers. Like, yes, Terence pays attention to what Harish says and no, Terence couldn't care less about what Harish says. I'll, I'll just say this. La. You know, we talk about, a lot about... Harish complains a lot about me shitting on his one-shot things or one-shot comments and all that. Let me ask you this. Is it possible to shit on something if you don't even listen to it? You know? <laughs> right. Is it possible to even criticize something if you're not even like even acknowledge, watching it or listening to it? Right. We talk about you want before you go out there and criticize a movie or something, you go and watch it first. So I'll ask you the same thing, Harish. How come you you don't have any comments about my one-shot comment or one-shot things? Hardly ever, yeah. la, right? Whereas no, I always have I something to say about, about your... No, your I always have. They're just <laughs> supportive, positive comments because uh, this is the supportive and positive section of the podcast, okay? Mm, yeah. When I do disagree uh, in, in the rare few moments, I do voice it out, but very politely. I don't you hold break it back, your that's why you got that, dreams. That's why you're talking about that face that you have of disagreement that you're just pulling out your, all the muscles in your face are just like just like <laughs> stiff and you just want to say something but you don't because you're holding it back is that what you're saying no that's just my post-marriage face pre-marriage oh, okay, okay. I was smiley to the max I was Mr. Smiley Mr. Smiley but yeah but, that was yeah. a that was a funny poll uh. fucking love that poll was funny yeah I love that poll so on a uh, on a on a separate thread and a separate mm. topic. My one show comment is also something from a thoughtful name. You know, mm. like giving giving wow. uh, some street cred to the thoughtful in your handle. Um, mm. It's with regards to the previous podcast we did with JD Chua, who was a, mm. was a great guest to have. He's the director of Circle mm. Line, a uh, mm. movie out in cinemas right now. Uh, yeah. If you listen to the full podcast, JD did suggest an alternate ending for the podcast like, where mm. I think he felt like we normally end a bit too abruptly and all that. So yeah. a thoughtful name. Um, I said, I kind of disagree with JD's suggestion on how to end the podcast. I think it'll mm. make it more awkward to the point that it becomes cringy. Mm. Haha, I very much prefer the usual abrupt ending. It's just the right amount of awkwardness. Mm. And Sil, Sil, uh, Sils uh, agreed. You know, the usual awkward and abrupt endings is a yalabat thing and I embrace it fully. Fuck mm. yeah, man. Yeah. Um, um, I, I totally agree. It's not the first time people commented about the abrupt ending, but now it's become a thing, man. It's become a yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I think yeah, it, and it actually reflects what a lot of life is, all right? A lot of times we, we think of like... It's awkward. Think that, yeah, things uh, always end beautifully. You got to say goodbye in a nice mm. way. You got to be polite. But three quarters of the time they aren't. And most of the time when you walk away from the party, you always forget to say goodbye to someone or you always forget to, you know, bring your umbrella or something. There's always some fuck up, right? And, and there's always kind of awkward when people are leaving parties and all. So... It, this is the the podcast. It kind of reflects what life is, and I, yeah. I appreciate that aspect of it. Uh. Yeah, even though I don't necessarily think that always when you leave parties, I don't know what kind of parties you go to. Like, <laughs> like you always bring an umbrella to parties, is it? No, recently, recently, because the because you want to rain I, on their parade, is it? Uh, rain the parade, but but also because the weather has been kind of unpredictable lately. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah right? true, true, true. Uh, and a lot of times, that, that, I think yeah, at yeah. least twice in the last in the last week or so, I've left the umbrella at. A, wherever I, I was, you know, like whether it's a cafe or a friend's place and all that. Mm. I've left my umbrella there. And it's always awkward go because I got to, yeah, I got to come back, you know, five minutes later and take it and they all, okay, bye. Say bye again, you know. So it's just yeah. one of those things. Uh, yeah. 
So so yeah, the the awkwardness <laughs> is is not going anywhere, man. It's mm. not going anywhere. So so, so thanks awkward. to yeah to those users who kind of like uh, embraced it. Mm, mm, yes. Yeah, and and But for yes. the one shock thing, what is your one shock thing, man? Um, I mean, just to prove also that yeah, I do listen to what people are saying. Uh, I did go and check out uh, you know, uh, JD's recommendation of of docu uh documentaries you can watch on Netflix. They are really good. Mm. So I finally watched uh, Don't Fuck with Cats, which is something mm. that uh, I heard a lot about, but I never actually watched and uh. Yeah, it was it was really a very interesting watch and uh, very captivating front to end. Um, and uh, in, in the, I mean, to to be honest, I really really thought it was a documentary about cats, like entirely about cats uh, initially, lah. But it's not. It's actually a thriller kind of a documentary about about a serial killer, lah. So uh, yeah, it's it's. It's something definitely worth a uh, limited series that's worth worth catching, uh, if you really want to watch something that that is uh uh pretty compelling and and goes back to what we were talking about earlier where the internet was uh, you know internet is a very is really the wild wild west lah and it runs in yeah. parallel with the what our understanding of the real world is, so so the idea of don't fuck with cats is that you know like like. Uh, one of the you know they stated at the start of the film, so it's not a spoiler that that you know one of the cardinal rules when dealing on the internet, whether it's the dark web or what, is don't fuck with cats. I uh, don't don't fuck around with cats or and 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 make bad shit about cats because that shit will come back to haunt you later. La, so there is, is the there is something to do with cats, lah. There is something to do with no, 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 no. Yeah, absolutely, it has a lot to do with cats. But yeah, I initially thought it was something about um. Or like about, cat abuse uh, or something. Yeah, like like no 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 about like uh, like uh, understanding more about cats. You know, for example, oh. like, like an interesting documentary about cats. No, not that it was about <laughs> you know people who fuck with cats. Lah, that's that's the thing. So oh, so maybe I see, I see. maybe in some way the 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 there wasn't the marketing or the title and all that wasn't strong enough like that, that 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 people like me uh, who heard about the show and heard how good it was never realized that it was. Not about cats per se, lah. Really, yeah. I thought the marketing did the job because the name is so uh, captivating. That and, and then I remember, yeah, it was about some serial killer. That being said, that being mm. said, when I was telling my wife about uh, that recommendation from JD, she said, mm. "Oh, that's the one about the coding and the hacker." Is it? I'm like, huh? Mm. Whoa, whoa, yeah. what are you talking about? Then she's mm. like, "Yeah, it's it's something online, right?" I was like, "I mean, technically, lah, but there's a serial mm. killer involved." So yeah. she also wasn't aware, lah. So you watched it, lah. You watched it. No, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched oh, it. Okay, okay, but yeah. Yeah. That's that's but the I thing I think, Yeah, I heard it's great, and yeah, I I also thought maybe or maybe some hacker thingy and all that. That that was also but one thing that crossed my mind. Yeah, but I got my aversion to documentaries in general. Whereas I know you're a docu, you're a docu file. Uh, no lah, I'm I'm a good content file. Good content file. Good content yeah, file. Yeah, yeah, I don't discriminate based on the format so much. Good la. content yeah. file. Yeah, cool. But you should, cool, cool. should try it out if you if you're looking for a good documentary lah. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I finished Pepsi Where's My Jet already, so I mm. am on the lookout. Yeah. So, so what? What? Why? Why you? You just watched that. So why are you against documentaries? No, like there's always an inertia. Ah, like okay, uh, okay. it feels like like uh, you know, watching a show. Sometimes you wanna you wanna switch out, switch off. You wanna veg out. And documentaries always have like I'm still stuck in like the the days of boring documentaries. Even though I've watched a lot of entertaining documentaries, mm. like Pepsi Where's My Jet was entertaining and informative. So mm, I just need to stop yeah. being so. I need to let go of my perspectives. Yeah, yeah. Of my so prejudices. 
Yeah. yeah. Shut up, lah. Okay. So, so what's your <laughs> one shook thing? Uh, my one shook thing was a article by the New York Times. Um, I mean, mm. I saw it on Straits Times, and I was like, oh shit, this this is interesting. And then I saw it at the bottom is New York Times, lah. So, mm-hmm. but it's a announcement that uh, Noma, you know, that world famous restaurant, mm-hmm. like I think for five times rated the best restaurant in the world. It's in it's, the ones. It's in the US, is it? No, no, no. It's in Denmark. Denmark, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and uh, it's it's world renowned, lah. I think they close like for half the year every year to research new recipes, and you have to book like mm. three years in advance or something, lah. Okay. Um, so so the article is about the announcement that Noma is closing, and that's not my one shot mm. thing. Um, mm. my one shot thing is the article itself because it talks about something that I was totally not aware of, and apparently. Mm. The era of fine dining, right, is actually mm. kind of kind of slowing down, no? mm. um, because there's a, been a a slew of Michelin star restaurants in the US and all closing down. Even Noma is closing down to go into private dining. Mm. Um, and what was interesting in this article, and you can find more articles that talk about it, is that the industry itself is facing a lot of backlash uh, for a number of things, like, like mm. for the the price of its meals. The staff are severely underpaid. They are mm. overworked. Mm. Uh, there are more and more allegations of exploitation and sexual harassment. And it, you you look at it in parallel with the move towards you know like more simplicity and more sustainability and almost like a minimalist lifestyle. So I never mm. thought it would reach this. But when I read this and then just uh talking about I mean looking at other industries where everyone's going back to the simpler form of something. Uh, like, mm. uh, I know friends who are in wellness and I don't know, like according to them in the industry also for for yoga and all, all the funky classes and all, uh, there's less of that now and it's moved move back to what is that? It's core of things. So, mm. so when I saw this, I was like, oh shit, I never thought the fine dining thing. I thought it would, you know, with rising wealth inequality and all that, I thought fine dining would just carry on its trajectory. So, it's my one mm-hmm. thing because I thought it was a thought-provoking article about the industry as a whole and how it relates to other industries that are more atas lah. Mm-hmm. Mm. But, oh, yeah, I don't so. know, man. Like, I thought in Singapore, there's just more and more, uh, there's just more and more fine dining options than ever before. Maybe, maybe it's one of those things that in, in the West, as we see definitely for social media, when trends pick up there, there's a bit of a gap between when it picks up in Asia lah. Um, mm. And I just read some article today about how uh, there's one a banker left to create Asia's first non-alcoholic cocktail brand. Mm. And so if what's you that look like, like what's the, that mean? Uh, I think in the it, it was a few years ago when the I saw the first brand that made it big called Seed Lip or something, which is non mm-hmm. non-alcoholic cocktails mm. So that became a thing like two years ago, and then now you're seeing it in Asia. So I don't know. Mm. Maybe it's just something something that will eventually uh, catch up in Singapore. I just it was an article that I read. I'm like, oh shit, that's a different way of looking at it lah. Yeah, so uh, it's my yeah, one short thing. Yeah, I think the the, the economics of FMB, uh, you know, between the West and and in Asia are very different. Uh, also because of our street food culture and everything as well, right? Yeah, so, so, so exactly. For the US, like you know, you, you kind of yeah, it's it's hard to eat cheaply, eat good good tasting food cheaply, right? Uh, yeah, generally, yeah, exactly. I find whereas whereas uh. You know, in Singapore and and in, in Malaysia, whatever, wherever, wherever in, wherever in Asia, there's street food, right? Actually, it's uh, 
Yes, it's it's the two extremes, right? Either you you're you're buying street food or you're eating a fine dining to get rid of the really best stuff, right? So yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind exactly. of a it's a bit different, yeah, very different landscapes as well, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting. Cool. So I would recommend you read it. Awesome. Cool, man. Cool, cool, so cool. Another awkward ending. Right. Another awkward ending yeah. to this podcast. Yeah, awkward <laughs> ending. Uh, and yeah, so we will talk to y'all soon.